0: Whatever Happens. Because, you know, if you watch the news and you look around, you're like, what's going to happen next? Can the world get any crazier? Can can they actually commit to doing more sinful, crazy, just what were you thinking kind of stuff? Hello? And passing laws uh, that allow them to do these crazy things? And of course, this is predicted in the last days. And if you don't think we're going to be attacked, you're, you're living in la la land. Amen. This is all about coming against the church. Look, look what they're trying to do to the Jews and the protests. And the same people that will cancel you for saying the wrong thing about the wrong person are okay with saying, I support Hamas. How is that even possible? You know what we should do? All these extreme people over there on the left, the extreme people on the left, I think they should all go live in one of these Muslim countries for six months. (laughs) Amen? They might come back with a little different... If they survive it, if they don't kill them, amen. Anyway, whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever happens. And one of the things I felt like the Lord was telling me to, to, to hang on here is is, is that I, I really think he wants me to get you ready for what's ahead. And the church is really going to have to pivot, and we're going to have to start, you know, being, being different, I guess, being who God has, really wants us to be and not just kind of a club or something we do on Sunday morning. You need to be here the next four Sundays because we're going to start a series. I don't even know what I'm going to call it yet. I might just call it The Way, The Truth, and The Life. I'm so ex- I can't wait to hear what I say. I'm that excited about it. I don't even know what I'm going to do, but it's, oh, I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to do it. Amen. It's going to be great, so don't miss the next four Sundays. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be preparatory to what God is about to do and what he's up to in these last days. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 18 it's, it's probably not a familiar verse. I don't know anyone. I've never heard a sermon on it, but you're going to hear one now. And David numbered the people who were with him, and he set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. How many believe in getting organized? Then David sent out one-third of the people under the hand of Joab, one-third under the hand of Abishai, uh, the son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and one-third under the hand of Ittai the Gittite. Did you all get that? And the king said to the people, I also will surely go out with you uh, uh, myself. But the people answered, You shall not go out, for if we flee away, they will not care about us. Nor if half of us die, they will care about you, will they care about us. But you are worth 10,000 of us for you are, in other words, no, David, you, you stay behind. Verse 5, now the king commanded Joab, Abishai, and, and Atai saying, deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. Let me pause right there. If you don't know the story, Absalom is David's son and he has rebelled. He's trying to take the kingdom from his dad, David. It's a rebellion. It's a split. All of a sudden, Absalom's true colors start coming out. Now, let me just stop right there because this is kind of of what we're going to see in the church world. We're going to see the beginnings of the sheep and goat separation. And the Absaloms are going to show their face. We thought they were sons. We thought they were on board. I, I, don't, I don't see it so much in this church. Who knows? There's, how many know there's always one? Just don't be that one. But I think in the church world, the Absaloms are going to rise up. We thought they were sons. We thought they were with us, but they've got a, they've got a different kind of agenda. And we're going to start getting criticized because, because we're not, you know, well, because, because of the gay issue, because of abortion issue come on, and, and and other issues, and we're going to increasingly there's going to be more and more pressure on you to conform to these things. And, you know, if you loved God, you got to love everyone. Well, I, I do. I love everyone. I'll hug everyone. Come on. Everyone's welcome here. I mean truly welcome here, not just we'll put up with you. No, you're, you're welcome here. I don't care who you are, what you believe, what you smell like, whatever. What, what, whatever, you are welcome in this house. This house is a hospital. We don't turn people away who need Jesus. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't you look down your nose at anybody. If it weren't for the grace of God, that would be you anyway. If they locked me up for everything I did, I might still be there. <laughs> Don't look at me in that tone of voice. There's a lot of X's in this church. <laughs> and I've been here long enough. I was here when you came in. <laughs> so, so, so we understand this. But the sheep and the goats are going to start parting company. The church world is going to split. And we need to be on the right side of it. And we need to be ready for it. Because the side that stays with Jesus and the scriptures is the side that's going to get persecuted. It's the side that is going to be miscategorized and put into the social medias and and, uh, all that stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, most of them know you're a Christian. Some of you try really hard to hide it, but that little light of yours. It might just be a little candle, but the world's going to get so dark, even the smallest light, it's going to shine. Come on, that's the world we're facing. That's what we're coming into. By the way, there's going to be deception. I think a lot of it's going to have to do with the temple being built. Miracles happening over there in the temple, and people thinking that, well, maybe that's the Christ. No, that's the Antichrist. Antichrist is not just against the Christ, it's another Christ. It, or it's the opposite of Christ. And everything Christ does and did and is going to do, He wants to replicate. He wants to look just like Him. And that's where the deception. I think, will come from. And Christians will be falling away and falling after this anyway. How many know we need to get ready? We need to be ready. Amen. Okay, let's continue with verse uh, 6. The king commanded these guys, deal gently for my sake. You know, and all the people heard all the captain's orders concerning Absalom. In other words, listen, I, I, listen the, the church may split, um, not this church, but the church world may split, and, and, but we still love them. Deal kindly with my son. There you go. All right. So the the king gave orders. The people of Israel were overthrown there because there was a split, there's a battle, there's a war. How many know it's not going to be a physical war, but it'll be a spiritual war against those that are falling away? How many know there's going to be a great falling away? But not only is there going to be a great falling away, there's going to be a great revival. Sometimes you have to prune the tree. All right. So 20,000 died that day in that battle. That's huge. For the battle there was scattered over the face of the whole countryside, and the woods devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. It was a nasty day. Absalom met the servants of David. Absalom uh, rode on a mule. The mule, under, the mule went under the thick boughs of a great terebinth tree, and his head caught in the, he had really long hair, caught in the terebinth, and so he was left hanging between heaven and earth. I don't know he was hanging by his head or hanging by his hair. So he was left hanging between heaven and earth. And the mule, which was on, <laughs> the mule went on. So he's just hanging there. Wow. Now a certain man saw it, told Joab, and said, I just saw Absalom hanging in a terebinth tree. Didn't help him to get out. So Joab said to the man who told him, You just saw him, and why did you not strike him there to the ground? I would have given you ten shekels of silver and a belt. A belt! But the man said to Job. Though I were to receive a thousand shekels of silver, I would not raise my hand against the king's son. Listen, listen, we got to be careful about raising our hands. Even people that are wrong, even people that are falling away, even people that are criticizing us, even people that are splitting off, even people that are dead wrong and deceived, don't raise your hand against. Wow. David wouldn't touch Saul. I don't care if they're trying to kill you. Uh, some of you. All right. For in our hearing, the king, the king commanded you in Abishai and I, beware lest anyone touch the young man Absalom. So the guy said, I ain't going to. Touch him. Otherwise, I would have dealt false against my own life, for there is nothing hidden from you and the king. In other words, somebody would have found out. <laughs> then Job said, I cannot linger with you. And he took three spears. In other words, I can't put up with you. And he took three, three spears in his hand and thrust them through Absalom's heart while he was still alive in the, in the trees, hanging from the tree, and they're throwing, he threw three spears into him. Didn't give the guy much of a chance, did he? All right. Then Ahimez, the son of Zadok, said to her, here we go. All that was just preparatory. You ready? You know, you're in trouble when half the sermon is the introduction. <laughs> let me now, let me run now and take the news to the king how the Lord has avenged him of his enemies. He wants to tell David they had won the battle. Job said to him, You shall not take the news this day, for you shall take the news another day. But today you shall take no news because the king's son. Is dead. He had already sent a runner to go send him the news. <laughs> then Joab said to the Cushite, the Cushite, he's not even an Israelite, he's a Cushite. He's from Cush. so what? Go tell the king what you've seen. So the Cushite bowed himself to Joab and ran. And and Himei, the son of Zadok, said again to Joab. But whatever happens, oh, my sermon title. Whatever happens, please let me also run after the Kushite. So Job said, Why will you run, my son, since you have no news ready? Mm-hmm. But whatever happens, he said, Let me run. So he said to him, Run. <laughs> Then Ahimeaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate to the wall, lifted his eyes and looked, and there was a man running alone running alone. Then the watchman cried out and told the king, and the king said, If he is alone, there is news in his mouth. And he came rapidly and drew near, drew near. Then the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called to the gatekeeper and said, There is another man running alone. And the king said, He also brings news. So the watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man and comes with good news. So we're living in these times. My word to you, in fact, I could just say this and you can go home. We need to make up our minds that no matter what happens, I'm running. I've got a path. I have a race. I have a message. I have a calling, so I'm running. I have opposition, but I'm running. I have obstacles, but I'm running. I've got people against me, but I'm running. I've got to carry heavy things, but I'm running. Oh, come on, somebody. That's my first point. I'm called so I'm running now notice that he's the son of Zadok Zadok is one of the main priests that makes him a priest how many of you know we're all priests We're in the priesthood of believers. We're all priests. You know what that means? Every one of us has a calling. Every one of us has a mission. Every one of us has a purpose in the kingdom of God. You may not understand it. You may not know what it is, but God has made you with a purpose and a calling. So I'm going to run. And what he's saying is, the other guy is a Cushite. He's not even an Israelite. You see there's going to be a, a split and there's going to be people with messages that don't align with the word of God. Can I just say it's a Cushite message? It's not an Israelite message. It's not a it's not a biblical message. They're on a personal agenda. I wouldn't send a Cushite to give news about what God is doing. Send a priest. And he said, listen, I know who called me. I know who I am. I'm the son of a priest. I'm going to be a priest one day. And I want to be the one who runs. I want to encourage you today. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't run, that you're not worthy. You can't do it. Yes, you can. Run! Run the race. Run the race that's before us. Wow. He says, I see another man running alone. Running alone, point two. Listen, I, I need to tell you this. Ministry, this running can be lonely sometimes. You have to run alone sometimes. You can't just say, well, I'll run if I got a pack of people with me. You're not always going to have that. You have to be willing to stand on your own two feet. Well, I would have made it if only Pastor would have. I could have made it another week if they just sung my favorite song, Sunday. Now, sometimes you gotta know how to stand alone. And he says, He's got news. You've got news. You have a message. I don't know, I'm not trained in the Bible. I've never been to Bible school. You don't have to be in a Bible school. You have you have a testimony. And nobody can, listen, they can argue scripture, but they can't argue your testimony. It either happened or it didn't happen. Come on, they call you a liar, but you know what you did. You know what Jesus did. You have a message. It's called your testimony. Anybody here got a testimony? Has Jesus done anything for anybody in the house? I don't care if you got saved on your way into church this morning. You have a testimony what Jesus has done. Whew. You need to start sharing your testimony even if you have to run alone. Number three, you have to understand that, that, be encouraged by the fact that the church will recognize your run. Even when you run alone, we know you're out there running. In the scriptures I read to you, he says, "The way he runs, that's a I recognize his run." Oh, I'm telling you, there's going to be agreement. There's going there's going to be uh, unity. There's going to be people saying they're running alone, but they're running, and I'm behind them. I support them. Come on, church. We're, we're, amen. God calls, but the church confirms. And God's going to call some people, and we're going to confirm it and say, yeah, that's one of our runners. Leave him alone, devil. How many of you will agree to pray for each other, stand by each other? Amen. You can't always run with everybody, but you can pray with everybody. And we're going to need to do it in these last days. Number four, if we're going to run, we need to run a different way. He ran different than the Cushite. There is a way to this. You can't run the way the world runs. You can't run the church like a business. You can't run the church the way some people run church just to get crowds and not disciples. There is a way. Say, there's a way. There's a way. Jesus said, I am the. See, I want to preach next week. And and we've misunderstood. I'm going to say, we misunderstood W A Y. He said, Jesus is the way. and, And immediately, the only thing that comes into our mind is, He's the way to heaven. He is. He is, he's the only way, but that's not all that means. He's not saying he's the way just he's not just saying he's the way to heaven, he's the way to live. He's the way. Let me just say this. we spend too much time emphasizing... That salvation is only about getting forgiveness and getting saved and going to heaven, and that's it. I'm done. Now I guess I got to come to church every Sunday. It, watch this. Being a Christian is not so much about what you've been delivered from, but what you're delivered for. I posted on Facebook, I think we're called Christians, what, four times in the New Testament? But we're called disciples 265 times. We got Christians, but not a lot of disciples. Surveys tell us that 60% of Americans consider themselves Christians. Only 4% consider themselves disciples. You see where we're going with this. Catholics divide themselves into, they say, I'm a Catholic, or then they say, But are you a practicing Catholic? And now I think we need to say, say the same thing about us Protestants. Are you a practicing Christian? Or you're just happy you got your name on the books. It's not Jesus didn't die just so you can be forgiven. He died so you can find and live the way. Instead of people coming to the altar and just, just run them through a little prayer of forgiveness, they need to understand what they're signing up for. Some of you are not going to want to come. What I'm going to preach is going to blow your mind, and it's going to change the whole way you think. So you need to be here next week. Can I get an amen? All right, number five or whatever it is. (laughs) Real simple, real simple. Whatever happens, I'm running. I've already, see, you need to make up your mind today that whatever I face tomorrow, I'm still running. I don't care how hard it gets, I'm still running. I've got a message. I have a way to do it and a way to go, and I'm going to do it. As I got to the end of this message, the Holy Spirit laid Isaiah 43 on my heart. And I need to get into some of this, some of Isaiah 43 you're really familiar with. And the rest of it is the context that you're not familiar with. But now, says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you. How many know God formed you? That's why abortion is wrong. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. See, not just saved you, he bought you. For I have called you by your name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Oh, What a word, what a word, what a word, what a word. Nor shall the flame scorch you. Why? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia, and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I've loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you. Now, remember Isaiah is talking to the people in the Babylonian captivity. In other words, the people that locked you up, I'm going to lock up. The people that came against you, I'm coming against them. The people that stopped you, I'm going to stop them. And people for your life, fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants. Come on family. I'm going to save them from the east. Gather you from the west. Every morning you got to go to all four directions. Say to the north, give them up. To the south, do not keep them back. Let them go. Let them go. Bring my sons, my daughters from afar. My daughters from the ends of the earth. Families are scattered today, but God, bring them home. Indeed, before the day was, I am he. There is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? The devil can't curse what God's already blessed. That says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, For your sake, I will send a message to Babylon. How many know we're living in Babylon? And bring them all down as fugitives, the Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships. I'll deal with them. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea. Makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Oh, I can take you through Niagara. Who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. Can I interpret that? I'm going to lay them down. I'm going to smash them. I'm going to stomp on them. Whew. I remember, I remember, how many remember Randall Richards? Praise God, he's with the Lord. He got, when he was real young in the Lord, he got up in the old building and preached the message. You know the scripture that God will scatter them? Instead of scattered, he misquoted, and he, says, he said splattered. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I said, well, I like that better. God won't just scatter them like cockroaches. He said, I'm going to splatter them. Remember that choice? Oh my god. Now, now you're you're familiar with this. Do not remember the former things nor consider the thing Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop right there. So far all he talked about is what he did. Then he says, forget about it. <laughs> I watch too much TV, I know. Forget about it. What do you mean? You just told us, remember what I did. I brought you out of Egypt. I did this. I did that. And then he says, forget it. Okay? Do not remember the former things, nor the things of old. What do you mean by that? Next verse. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, it's now. Now. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers. What is he saying? Why does he tell them to remember and then not remember? He says, listen, remember what I did, but remember this. It's not what I'm going to do next. Quit thinking if God did it this way before, he'll do it that way again. Quit waiting for God to do what he did for you in the past. How he did it for you in the past does not mean he'll do that in the future. You need to understand, let God be God. He's going to do a newth. And that word new doesn't mean, uh, you know, like uh, uh, how, many, how many can go through a grocery store or wherever, and every, every product says new and improved. Well, why didn't you get it right the first time? It, you told me to buy the old stuff. Now, what you got is new and improved. No, it's not new and improved. That word new means of a different nature, a totally rebuilt thing. Amen. God said, quit living in the past. Quit basing your experience on what I did in the past. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do something miraculous, something this world has never seen before. How many want to live like that? Whatever happens... I'm running. I'm running. Say, I'm running. I'm running. Behold, the former things have come to pass. There's two ways of thinking about that. They're past, or they came to pass. All right. And new things I declare before they even spring forth, I tell you of them. Wow. Gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Listen, I will open rivers where there is no water, fountains in the midst of the valleys. I'll make the wilderness, the desert, a swimming pool. Come on, nasty plunge. And the dry land. I'll make it springs of water. How many know none of that is possible? But he's saying, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. It's coming. Say, it's coming. I'm trying to give you something to run with. It's coming. I'll plant in the wilderness the cedar and the ac- acacia tree. Wow. The, the myrtle and the oil tree. I, I will sit in the desert. The cyp- cypress trees don't grow. And the pine tree and the box tree together. I, they're going to grow where, where, where there's nothing. That they, that what? That the world may see and know and consider and understand together. This just preaches itself. I don't even deserve a paycheck. This is just. <laughs> but they're going to give me one anyway. Where, where, where's my elders? That they may see and know and consider and understand together at the hand of the Lord. Listen, God's going to do something in the last days that even, even the heathen, even Antichrist in the privacy of his home, We'll say, that was the Lord. That was the Lord. And the Holy One of Israel has created. Present your case, says the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, says the king of Jacob. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Let them bring forth and show us what will happen. Let them show the former things what they were, that they may consider them. And know the latter end of them. What's going on in this world is going to come to an end. Or declare to us things to come. Let, let them talk. Let them talk. Show the things that are to come hereafter. That we may know that, that you are God's little g. Everything going on in the world seems like a supernatural thing coming against the church. But their gods have a little g. Whew. That they may be dismayed and see it together indeed. Little gods. God's. You are nothing. Your work is nothing. Hello, news. Hello, social media. All this is nothing. He who chooses you is an abomination. The one that wants to grab you and steal you and rob you and mess with your mind, these are abominations. Listen, I have raised you up from the north, and he shall come. From the rising of the sun, he shall call on my name, and he shall come again. That he is you. And he shall come against princes as though mortar, and the potter treads a clay. He said, I'm coming up from the north. That's important. That's important because the north, in the Old Testament, the north is where his throne is. So there's something coming out of the throne room. How many know when the king speaks, it has to happen? Come on, where are you? I said the king is talking. I thought we were supposed to preach the kingdom. If he's the king and we're living in a kingdom, why are some of us living in rebellion? Aren't you in a different kingdom now? Who are you going to obey? Whew. I have raised up one from the north, the rising of the sun. He shall call on thy name. He shall come against princes. Okay, next. Is there another verse? Just, just keep throwing them up there. Amen. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's where the throne is. And he talks about, I'm going to bring him up from the east. From the east. Let me close with this, and we're going to throw throw a picture up if I can. But when I, when I was in Jerusalem, I was on the Mount of Olives, which is across from where the temple used to sit. And there's this kind of a valley in between. Go, go to the other picture, the far away picture first. Yeah, and it's kind of like where I am, and up up on the Mount on the. Um, uh, the garden there, it's the garden where Jesus prayed. They, they pointed to one of the olive trees there. It was all kind of. They said, We think that tree, we won't know until it actually dies and we cut it off, but we're pretty sure that tree is 2,000 years old. I didn't know trees live that long, but those kind of those olive trees can live a long time. And I thought, hmm, two, what happened 2,000 years ago? And I thought, that, why not, why not, why not? It's not Bible, but why not? Maybe that was the very tree that Jesus prayed under. And because of its presence, it's still alive. Jesus will keep you alive. But anyway, I looked across the valley there. See this valley in between? Hopefully you can see that. And there you see that wall. And that's that's the old wall from David. And that's the eastern gate. And it's closed. And it's been closed for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, it's, it's walled up. I don't know why. You know, I think it's spiritual, don't you? And I looked over at that gate, now, now close up on it, and I thought, and I almost, I almost shouted. I almost danced right there in front of that crowd. When I thought about these, these bricked up, see the blocks? I said, one of these days that's going to blow out and Jesus is going to walk through the eastern gate. <laughs> Woo! Right there. That's the eastern gate, walled up. The devil has done everything in his power to wall up what God wants to do in these last days. There's going to be times you're going to feel alone. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel like you're not getting anywhere. You're going to feel hindered. You're going to feel walled up. But I'm telling you the time is coming when the eastern gate is going to be split wide open and you're going to be free to run with the good news of Jesus Christ. It's taken me 40 minutes to say it, so let me say it. Whatever happens, I've tried to lay it out for you. I mean, I didn't lay it out with charts and he's coming. And i I'm worried about all that. I don't know when he's coming. If Jesus doesn't know, who am I? I don't know when the rapture is. It might be three raptures. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, the first bus that goes, I'm on it. Those of you that left, you can fight over who's pastor. I'm not sure you want to pastor the ones that are left. Just saying. (laughs) At the very least, they're going to be depressed. (laughs) Amen. So I don't know if the rapture is before the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation, the end of the tribulation, or there's three raptures. I don't know. I don't care. But get it out of your head that you don't have to go through tribulation. We will face some hard times, it is coming. It is coming. It is coming. If they just take away our tax-free status, a third of all churches will close. They want that money. But more importantly, they want to shut us up. That's this whole reason behind, you know, right, canceling. Let's cancel people. Let's cancel people. You can be all right with Hamas, but you're not good with Jesus. Jesus. Who, who was the football player? Stroud? Was it Stroud? C.J. Stroud, he used to, right? He was quarterback for Ohio State. He gets up, and the first thing he says after that win, I want to thank Jesus Christ. Which, which, well, I guess it doesn't matter. One of the major, was it NBC? I'm not sure. They took that out. They took out his, I want to thank Jesus. Oh, well, we can't let that go through. We can talk about Hamas. We can support Hamas, but we can't say, Jesus? You see where we're going? You see what's happening here? They want to cancel everything Jesus as if Jesus is offensive when Jesus is the very foundation of civilization itself. You take Jesus out, and we would not be living in the world we're living in. And, of course, the devil knows that and wants to now cancel Jesus, so the anti-Jesus. But don't be deceived. Run, because he's coming back. Run, because he's coming back with you. Run, he's got you a horse. Run because you got a message. Run because you got a calling. Run because you got a testimony. Run because these are the last days. Run because the gate's about to open. Give him a praise and a shout. Stand to your feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God? good father oh we love you we love you we might have to run alone in these last days but we're going to run there may be people running with other messages but we're going to run with the real one we're going to run with the good news we're going to run with good news Father, whatever happens, I'm going to run. I'm going to.